to the NFL. You mocking me? Are you mocking me? What's happening, guys? Happy Monday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. D people's dynasty podcast on today's show we are back with a mock draft mock draft on a monday but monday is not normally my day normally on monday my main man mr dallas hyder at salad galore on twitter he hosts the rookie rundown this show so dallas i've I've taken over your show but thanks for letting me uh jump in with you yeah of course it's great to be here it's uh, officially my first rookie mock of the year so it should be pretty exciting to dive into it and see uh where i just violently shake up what the uh, sleeper adp is wanting us to do so i'm here for it <laughs> yeah absolutely and the, the mock draft is going to be supported by some of our patrons we got a couple of patrons in the in the mock draft with us uh and speaking of patrons we have a patron with us now this guy is no fantasy football rookie He's newer to us, but he's been great. And uh, I tell you right now, I'm not putting him over because he's joining us. I'm putting him over because it's true. Every group chat needs a guy like this guy. He keeps the chat going. He's passionate about football. He's passionate about Dynasty. And he's been nothing short of fantastic for the group. And he's going to jump on and Mac Mac. He is a Mac, but he's going to mock with Dallas and I. He's actually been on the the Dynasty War Games once before in a couple of fashions. I'm going to welcome to the show Mr. Austin Schaefer, at FFA Schaefer on Twitter. Austin, man, thanks for jumping on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's always a blast. So very rarely do we get like a, a live advertisement, if you will, for the Patreon. But how's your time been the last uh, few months that you've been hanging out with us? Uh, have you enjoyed the chat? Absolutely. I mean, I, I have it pinned in my in, in my app just because I'm always in it, so I don't have to scroll to find it. It's just at the top. I'm, I'm in it every single day. Yeah, I, I can co-sign that he is in this thing every single day, and a lot of spirited debate, but the one thing I love about it is everything is professional, kind, and above board. We actually had another patron, and I feel bad for not remembering the exact name. But we had another patron who actually said it's nice to be in this chat, unlike Twitter, where everything seems to be an argument and you can you can disagree on the players, you can dis- disagree on the talent, but at the end of the day, we're all here to learn something. And that's what we're going to do tonight. That's what we're going to do tonight. So tonight, I know Austin wanted to do a super flex mock, but I thought to myself, you know, if we do the, the super flex version, Simply picks two through five are going to be QBs. And just kind of how it goes with the way mocks I've been in. So we know the quarterbacks. We kind of know the various orders depending on uh, on where you go. But we're going to do a one QB league. We're going to give our brothers and sisters that play one QB. But to give it a little spice, to give it a little kick, we are going to kick in tight end premium. Because uh, Dallas, you're my, you're my rookie guy. You've been my go-to since like September. You, would it, would it be fair to say that this is the best tight end class that we've seen arguably since 2017? And I know we know the big names. We remember O.J. Howard, David Njoku, Evan Ingram. But people also forget that was the Jonu Smith, the Gerald Everett. And if you go way down into the mid-rounds of that particular draft, you've got a little guy. I don't know. Maybe you heard of him. His name was Stone Cold. Oh, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was uh, George Kittle. 
of the San Francisco 49ers. So would you say this is the best class since then? And what are your thoughts on the tight ends coming out of this, this 2023 class? Yeah, I would say the top five guys as a core in this year's class are probably the best we've seen since that um, by far. I would say that the depth goes on a little bit further, but once you get outside of those top five for me, it's not like there's any game breakers that I see. It's not like as good as Johnny Smith has been in flashes, it's not like he's broken the fantasy game from that class. And there's a lot of guys that will probably fall in that same type of tier as a Johnny. Um, but I, I do like the top end talent of the tight end class for sure. For sure. And, and we'll talk about it once we see where the, the tight ends go, because we've got a few people in here doing live human drafting. And then we're going to have the super sleeper bot ADP assisting us as well. We're doing 90 seconds in between rounds. I will hit the pause button and I am going to share my screen. We have to get to it. Our buddies over at the Dynasty War Games, I believe they're going to be going on live after us at 10. So we're not going to waste any time because we ain't got no time to waste. But before I do that, because it's, it's two guests, I have the special guest intro for you. Featuring, Kev, coming this week. Y'all tap in with it, Kev. It's something real nifty. It's something real sporty. On hood, we got a great interview, Kev. All right. Well, I am going to share my, share my screen. I am going to get this... Uh, Thing laid out it doesn't seem to uh want, want to work with me here so dallas anything else you have about this rookie class while i try to uh get my um get my my setup set up yeah uh i guess it's just more of commentary on the general rookie space in general um this year it's just the classic thing where everyone was talking down this class like prolifically for the last six months and then the second where there's nothing but rookies to talk about all you see is positive threads on threads on people's websites about how the class is good you need to pay attention to it um it's been a middle of the road class overall when it comes to top end talent there's a couple of blue chippers but not really much outside of that that you could kind of locked and loaded put your name down and bet thousands of dollars to succeed in the nfl um but overall the depth like the this class specifically, when you are looking kind of in the second and third round of uh, a lot of dynasty rookie drafts this coming fall and late summer, you're going to see probably 10 to 12 wide receivers and running backs in that range where all of them could easily replace the wide receiver two and RB2 production that we've been getting from a lot of guys. And I wouldn't be shocked, but you could also see those same prospects in the second and third round have careers on the level of a John Ross. And I also wouldn't be shocked. It's uh, very volatile and it's due to the deficiencies in a lot of the games of the players to whether, I mean, a lot of the issues come from hands, uh, not really physical traits in general. And so it's stuff that's teachable for a lot of the prospects. Um, we find ourselves nitpicking a lot where if they work on it, great. If they don't, then uh, it may be the dud of a class that we're expecting. But it, it's just more of commentary on the general space of I knew everyone was eventually going to come around when there was nothing else to talk about. And uh, it just makes me chuckle online now. I, I know it's a, it's cliche and, and you'll hear it a lot landing spot dependent. But at the end of the day, we're all landing spot dependent. Mm -hmm. So um, I think outside of Bijan, a couple other guys. So here's it. Here it is. I'm going to hit go in just a second. 
Um, no one took the 101. That's good. No one's lazy because we all know who 101 is. We'll deal with that in just a second. Uh, Austin took the 102. I took the 103. Uh, we have one of our patrons in at 105. And then Mr. Dallas took 107. So I, I can't wait to see how this thing goes. I am going to hit the start button. Once we get past uh, Dallas at 7, we'll recap and we'll talk about the players collectively. So I am going to hit start draft. Yep, we're going to start the draft. Of course, Bijan. And Austin, you're on the clock. I'll let you pick. And then I'll pause the draft. Okay, so I'm going to pause the draft because, see, I'm I'm in charge. Um, Austin, you went Jackson Smith in Jigba. Um, I've seen a mixed, no pun intended, salad of mocks and drafters out there. It was between him and uh, a certain other running back. What made you hit the draft button, Austin, on JSN? So, first of all, I think JSN is my wide receiver one. Um, I'm sure he might be most people's wide receiver one, but I was watching him and Jameer Gibbs today. Um, I know uh, pretty much it's going to go Bijan and then Gibbs. What I saw from Gibbs didn't wow me as much as what I saw from um, Smith and Jigba. This guy, he might not have, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Elite top end speed, um, but his acceleration is insane. He can stop on a dime. He can make quick cuts. Um, it just seems like he can just roam through defenses and just get open every single time. And that I just love. Well, I'm going to make my pick, and then I'm going to pause the draft again going into the 105 and let Dallas comment on your pick and, and my pick. And, and I do like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think the speed thing is way overrated. If the speed thing mattered, John John Ross would still be thriving in the league, you know, and, and he's not. So it's not always about speed. Um, I've said this before. I'm I'm a big guy who uh, I, I I like a mechanic or a technician at the wide receiver position. I think JSN has that, so I don't mind that pick. So I'm going to hit resume draft, and that means I got a minute twenty to make this pick. And I hate to say it, so I'm 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 going to go chalk, but I'm going to warn everybody. I don't mind a little table talk. I am going to warn everybody. Um, if another running back gets good draft capital, like day two, and in a really good spot, he could leap leapfrog the guy I'm going to draft. I'm going to draft Jameer Gibbs. Um, we have some auto picks going. I am going to hit pause so Dallas has plenty of time to make his pick. But I can't ignore the pass catching, catching chops of Jameer Gibbs. The 199, 200 pounds does not bother me. Um, guys like Austin Eckler, plenty of small guys have succeeded in the NFL at that position. So after my Jameer Gibbs, it went Jordan Addison, who I love, uh, Quentin Johnston, who I don't love, Zach Charbonnet, and then we have Dallas on the clock. So, Dallas, I'm going to go to you, then I'm going to go back to Austin. Anything you have on the first six picks, anybody in particular, maybe one or two guys, you want to chat up. And then uh, when you're ready, throw it over to Austin, who uh, can cover anything he has on Gibbs, Addison, Johnston, and Charbonnet. Yeah, um, as of right now with what we've seen so far, based off of a lot of people's ranks they posted, the first four in this draft in a one-quarterback league is pretty chalk. I think that the first four picks are going to be some old. 
Um, I can't fault anyone, uh, computer or otherwise, for picking who they picked here based off of what we know right now, combine times, uh, what they put on tape and everything like that. Um, but for me, my RB2 is still on the board, so I know who I'm going to be taking immediately at my next pick here. Um, I do think that Addison and QJ probably in the top five is a little rich just due to again kind of what they've put up in college um addison has one prolific season underneath his belt um but kind of underwhelmed on a very good team this year in usc and uh you know qj for all that we like to uh hype him up basically only put up 900 receiving yards again so uh yeah it's interesting but uh as i kind of alluded to on my pick uh i'm going with sean tucker as uh my pick at the next selection he's my rb2 in the class and him being available at 107 is hilarious to me and a lot of the mock drafts i have seen so far he's actually falling out of the first round which if that happens everyone deserves to just get punched in the nads well austin what do you think about dallas's pick it it bums me out because anybody who knows knows that i've been a big sean tucker guy but uh I'd like to give our other guests the floor. Austin, man, um, take a minute, go over anyone that has been drafted from Dallas's pick going backwards, and then uh, we'll read the picks that went after Dallas. Okay. Let's see. That's right here. Um, no, it's like Dallas said. I mean, right after me, it went Gibbs, Addison, Johnson. I think that's typical. The only thing – I do want to go back to Gibbs. I mean, you're right. He, he the, the size – it shouldn't matter, but to me, it, it does a little bit. I just think he's might be too small, maybe. I don't know um, how big Eckler is compared to him. I'm sure it's similar. Um, but uh, like, like I said earlier, I was watching Gibbs a lot today, and what I saw actually made me happier in a sense. I mean, he's really fast, obviously, um, and he's dangerous when he can go outside of, of – of, of the um, um, offensive line. Um, but other than that, he, he can't go through it. And to me, a running back should, in a sense, have to do that. He just can't move the pile. Um, but the good thing is, since, since he's so small and shifty, if he can get through and he has open space, he, he's gone. Like You, you can't get him. Um, other than that, I, I do like his, his pass catching ability. His yards after the catch is really nice. Um but for me, if I had if I had the one or three in that spot, I I don't know who I'd take. I don't know if, if, if I would go Gibbs there, to be honest. Okay, that that's fair. So I, I do want to give a shout out when I use someone else's technology or tools. I, I don't want to take credit for it. So I was uh, already pulled up on one of my screens. Shout out to Player Profiler, PlayerProfiler.com. I think it's the cleanest uh, <laughs> player graphics on, on the market. Always very clean over at Player Profiler. So I threw I threw in Austin Eckler at your request. He is listed at 5'9, 199. And the one of the cool things about player profiler is in on the upper part of the page, it shows you who their most comparable is. And then uh, Austin Eckler's most comparable was Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones's most comparable was Christian McCaffrey. So if that's the kind of guy, like, and, and they're all in that 5'9 to 5'11, they're between 199 and 208 pounds, right in that range where 
where Jameer Gibbs is. But what do all these guys have in common? They've been ultra-featured in the passing game, and that's why I like Gibbs. Um, but I, I don't want to make this the Gibbs mock draft. I am, I'm going to turn the mock draft back on, and we're one pick away from Austin being on the clock. Now, uh, Austin, you're going to be on the clock for just a second. got to remove this so I can read the draft order of the way things have gone. So uh, doing the best I can with Sleeper, but thank you to Sleeper for uh, having great mock tools. So I'm going to resume the draft for just a second. Okay, perfect. All right, I'm going to pause the draft. Austin is on the clock. So I'm going to read the first round and give Austin plenty of time to catch his breath and be ready for the second round. Um, First tight end, this is tight end premium. Basically, FFPC best ball rules. Michael Mayer went at the 108. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte went at 109. Uh, I love to see it. Big booty guy. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Uh, Josh Downs, wide receiver from uh, UNC. Uh, Devon A-Chain went at 111. And Jalen Hyatt went at 112. The computer was back-to-back. They went back-to-back running backs with the uh, the sleeper ADP. So they went Bijan Robinson 1, Tank Bigsby 2. Uh, Austin, I think maybe you might have a pick, but while we have a pause button, I'm going to use it. And I'm going to let you cover anything about Mayer, Butte, Downs, A-Chain, Hyatt, or Bigsby. Did you get sniped? Was there someone in that six players that you wished you'd got your hands on? Or uh, are you happy with what's left on the board? I'm very happy. And I think if you ask Dallas the same question, I'm going to steal his answer. I think Keishon Butte went way too early. I just think he has way too much going on. I heard that was his freshman year. He played really, really well, and then he kind of just started to fall off. I, I know he he was injured a little bit, but I just think it, it's too early for him at, at the 109. What about you, Dallas? Anything of the group, um, <clears throat> Mayor, Butte, Josh Downs, Devon A-Chain, and Jalen Hyatt, anything in that group stick out, anything that you like, anything that you uh, – I love the fact that Austin pointed out a guy that he thought went too high or any value in there. Yeah. Um, I hate four of the five picks from being hundred percent blunt based off of where we're at right now. You're our rookie guy. So give us yeah. some of the hates. Um, Michael Mayer. I can promise you prop. Uh, I, I can basically promise it now will not be the first tight end taken in fantasy drafts here. Um, there's been a slow and steady drum beat for Dalton Kincaid. Uh, uh, to take my bow for the early plug for Kincaid in the Patreon group chat for everyone that's been there for a while. Um, he's a significantly better athlete. I think the combine is really something that's going to hurt Mayer. Mayer just needed to test average athletically, and he tested under average in pretty much every metric across the board. Um, you're seeing a huge lean typically into the athletic tight end, so I think Kincaid would have been the smarter pick even in a tight end premium over Mayer in that spot. Um, Boutte, I understand the hype, um, but I think it's more of a Debbie hype than anything. I still am a strong believer that his yak ability is potentially the best in the class. Um, it's up there with Zay Flowers, with Quentin Johnson, with the ball in his hand. There's just a lot of off the field concerns right now. Um, athletically, he tested 
probably the worst out of anyone from any position at the combine. Uh, so that's not great. Josh Towns is the one pick that I do love. Um, Downs is in my second tier of wide receivers. He's a guy where every time I watch another game of Josh Downs, I fall slightly more in love with a dude um, from a, a metric standpoint and a production standpoint. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're coming at it from tape or analytics. He has basically the same profile coming out that Elijah Moore had. So you all that have been around here for long enough know how I feel about Elijah Moore, how I felt coming out. Uh, love me some downs as a true slot. Uh, A-Chain, I, cool. He ran fast. Uh, if you have him this high as RB1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you are definitely in the minority most likely in the class right now um at that size it's just not feasible and then for me jalen hyatt um if your entire your entire reasoning for being hyped up as a prospect is one year of production and you're supposed to be a speed god and then you run the i think eighth fastest 40 time from the wide receiver position i'm probably not going to be lauding your game um, he is very limited and it's a name that is one of my favorites to throw out for these speed guys. I did it with rugs when he was coming out, uh, strong Corey Coleman vibes with a guy like Jalen Hyatt. So <clears throat> just be warned. That's a, a fan favorite of you and Jerry. I know you guys like to bring him up occasionally. Well, I, I am going to make my comments. I'm going to buy Austin about two more minutes before he yeah. actually has to make this, this draft pick Michael Mayer. Um, as an Indiana guy, I'm not overly committed to the the University of Notre Dame. I will tell you, we have largely been disappointed by Notre Dame tight ends. Whether you know, I think Tyler Eifert had a chance; he just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, they wanted to call Kyle Rudolph "Baby Gronk." He never lived up to that moniker. I don't think Mayer will either. I, I think the tight ends are going to get very interesting based on landing spot. The Cowboys need a tight end. The Bengals need a tight end. The Chargers could take a tight end. Those are all teams that have shown the ability to use the tight end in the previous offensive schemes. And if a, a good rookie lands there, that's going to propel them, even if it's Mayer. Mayer could be that guy, and that could propel him up the board. I, I will say this, and I'll, I'll just finish on Butte because he is one of my guys. I did a guest spot on the Dynasty Fever podcast last week with – Jerry and Brian and Jesse, and the, the conversation was we were drafting our guys, and, and Kayshawn Butte is one of my guys. He's young. He's not even 21. He'll be like 21 in June. He's got that high knucklehead factor, but I will absolutely be Butte crazy if he lands with a, a veteran QB and, and a good offensive head coach. A couple of examples that come to mind, I would love to see him land in L.A. with Sean McVay. A couple of years of growing up in uh, that offense to eventually replace Cooper Cup, who I believe turns 30 this summer. Uh, there is no true outside number one in New York with Brian Dabo. I'm not saying he'd be Stephon Diggs, but he would get the shot at that type of role. And then the last one will kind of blow people's minds, but outside of uh, the tight end whose last name I can't pronounce, but we everybody just calls him Chig, and Traylon Burks, there's no one in – Tennessee outside of those two guys and the one thing about Mike Vrabel is he can handle young men that need some maturing he's not an offensive minded head coach but those are three spots that if a Kayshawn Butte lands I'm going to be an even bigger fan than I am now but all right Austin I've made you wait long enough I am going to find my cursor and I am going to hit draft resume are you ready absolutely 
All right, you're going to draft. I'm going to draft. I'm going to pause the gra- draft again. We'll talk about our two picks, and then we'll uh, we'll let the draft resume. So here we go. You're on the clock. I don't think you guys are going to like this. Uh-oh. Well, we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it's funny. Uh, I, I do like that, but I, I also like the fact that that you are a pal and uh, you, you left me a guy that I really like. So I'm going to take my guy. I'm going to let the, the computer do its thing. I'm going to let it get to Dallas, and I'm going to pause the draft again. All right, so here we go. Second round, and I'll read the entire round for y'all at the end of the draft. Uh, the 201 was Tank Bigsby running back out of Auburn. Uh, my man Austin went with uh, what I continue to see mocked as future Colt Anthony Richardson. Uh, I selected Kendra Miller, running back out of TCU. Right behind that was the guy that Kendra Miller ran out of town in TCU and Zach Evans, Ole Miss running back. Bryce Young went to Team 5. Zay Flowers, I'm going to be real honest with you, Zay Flowers at the 206 so far, in my opinion, is the steal of this draft. Dallas is on the clock, but I'm going to give it to Austin. Austin, I want to know what made you select Anthony Richardson with the 202 and anything you want to add on Bigsby, Miller, Evans, Young, Flowers uh, as well. Okay. So I know we're doing a one quarterback mock, um, but typically when you're in a one quarterback league, you already have your one quarterback set. For me personally, I'm in two one quarterback leagues, I think. One, the quarterback is Josh Allen, and the other one is Jalen Hurts, i.e. I'm set. So I don't see an issue with taking a quarterback that seems to have the most upside ever. I mean, he can run. Uh, We saw that at the Combine. I know a lot of people, I think, are double counting that. Uh, But, I mean, if you're shooting for upside, you might as well take the guy that can, you know, do it. Uh, I'm not a fan of his passing. I've heard people say that it's just things that can get worked out. Um, could that be true? Yeah. Uh, but all I know is I think when I pressed his name, he was like uh, eight players down. So chances were I wasn't going to get him if I didn't take him there. So that's why I did that. Um, but if I'm shooting for upside and I already have my guy, why not take him? All right, I'll I'll throw in some some comments on Richardson in a second, but uh, Dallas, uh, well, well, actually Austin, anything on uh, Bigsby, Miller, Evans? Uh, obviously, you're not into Bryce Young because you you took Richardson ahead of him or Zay Flowers. Any any notes on those guys? Yes, actually, I would have. Uh, so it, for me, that pick it was either going to be Richardson or your guy Kendrick Miller because I think Kendrick Miller might also be my guy. Um, I don't know who they were playing in the playoffs. I completely forget. But when I was watching him, I just was like, wow, this guy is really good. And so I think he's going to be someone that I'm trying to get in most of my rookie drafts this year. All right, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dallas Hyder. Anything you want to add on Bigsby, Richardson, Miller, Evans, Young, or Flowers? Yeah, um, I'll just go in order real quick. Uh, I feel like I've been adamantly opposed to Richardson, so I will skip him in this one. We don't need to talk about quarterbacks in one quarterback draft, but uh, to each their own at the quarterback position because we all know nothing at the quarterback position as dynasty analysts anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Tank Bigsby is probably the most under-the-radar prospect right now. 
Um, people who have been playing Devi and have had them had him on your teams for a while now know how good he can be. Um, but uh, I'm doing a rookie word association game with the Dynasty Warzone guys here coming up. But the wor- the words that I basically have for Tank Bigsby is almost. Um, he's almost my favorite in certain categories. He's almost elite in certain categories. And so you find him just kind of slipping through the cracks in this running back group, which is probably going to be a huge mistake for a lot of people, just based off of the athleticism that he has at the size. He's one of the larger backs in the class, really well built and really physical runner. So I do like that pick. Um, I'm in lockstep with both of you. Kendra Miller was the next person on my board going into the second round. Um, So I love the pick at the 203. Zach Evans, uh, if Tanks Bigsby is my player where it's almost good enough and I think he's going to be falling through the cracks classically like everyone else this year, I think Zach Evans is probably being overrated to a certain extent. Um, Again, with the quarterback position at Bryce Young, it is what it is right now. And then Zay Flowers is firmly in the middle of a tier of one, two, three, four wide receivers that I have. Um, that as of right now, not knowing truly where they're drafted, I have no idea which one I like more, and I'm not going to fault anyone for picking any of those four in any order, basically. Um, but going into my pick, there is a wide receiver that I have clearly above. Well, well, g- give me just one receiver. second. Just give yeah. me one second, because I want to talk about Anthony Richardson and Austin's pick. Yeah. So I've been helping one of our other patrons. He is trying to get a draft a deal done prior to the draft because he doesn't have a, a solid quarterback. I believe he won his league last year, but he lost Brady. He's got an old Matthew Stafford and Anthony Richardson. I don't mind this pick because if he hits the top of his range, he's going to kill it. He is absolutely going to kill it. And it, it becomes not only did, did you hit a home run, but you're playing a bit of keep away. You're keeping him away from someone else's roster. And I can tell you what this other patron and I have been going through trying to get him a quarterback. These guys in the league that he's in practically want super flex value for Trevor Lawrence. And this guy's got like three really good QBs. I'm not telling you to draft Anthony Richardson in the, the second round. I don't have a problem with it if you do. But I will tell you, if he lands with a progressive, and that's the word, Andy Reid was progressive when it came to Patrick Mahomes if and the and and to their credit the Eagles were progressive when they they took Jalen Hurts if he lands in Indy will I love it no because we're probably going to see the mustache show the Gardner Minshew show for probably six eight ten ten twelve games little uh, little under the radar hashtag steal if you can get some cheap Gardner Minshew probably not the worst thing but in the second round on in a one QB league you should be taking big swings that's why I took Kendra Miller I think he could be this year's Kenneth Walker in that big physical athlete. A lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards. Not a super big receptions guy. He had he had more touchdowns than receptions. He had 17 touchdowns last year, and he had 16 receptions. But just because he didn't do it doesn't mean that he can't do it. So that's why I took him. Um, and then Bryce Young, I'm going to continue to say it. For our patrons, I did safe rankings, and I did – aggressive rankings at the QB position. And Bryce Young, I said it on Twitter earlier today on Sunday, the the 26th, Bryce Young is never going to be the reason why you win a fantasy championship. Never. He would literally have to be Tom Brady reincarnated, throwing 5,500 yards and, and 40 TDs to be impactful, whereas with his wheels 
Anthony Richardson could be a QB one while throwing 15 passes. Daniel Jones last year was the QB seven on the season throwing 15 passes. Why? Because he rushed for 700 yards on top of throwing for 15 passes. So I have no issue with the Anthony Richard take. As a matter of fact, I like the home run swing. But all right, Dallas, I've, I've given you a long enough break. You are It's time for you to make a draft pick. So what I'm going to do, because we have no drafters behind Dallas, I'm going to let Dallas, let the Dallas make his pick. I'm going to let the computer run it out. We'll talk about the rest of the second round. And uh, then we'll wrap this thing up and hand it over to the War Games guys. So resuming now, Dallas, you're making a selection. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I kind of alluded to it before. There's one wide receiver I have left on the board, on my specific board that is far and above, should not be on the board at the 2-7. It is Mr. Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. Um, for anyone that's been following my rookie content specifically, you will know that he is extremely high on my board. Um, I have him in the same tier as the Quentin Jefferson, Josh Downs, um, Keishon Boutes of the world due to the fact that I think he has shown you both from a production standpoint, a film standpoint, and an analytics standpoint that he can do absolutely everything Quentin Johnston can do in the exact same league with arguably the same level, if not worse, quarterback play in college than what Quentin Johnson has had to deal with at TCU. And he's done everything better than the level that Quentin Johnson has shown you in college. Um, three seasons in the Big 12, all three years successive production in receptions, yardage, touchdowns, um, team target share, and they're all better marks than what Quentin Johnson has done. Um, again, alluding a little bit to the rookie uh word game that I'm going to be doing with the DWZ war game guys. Uh, I have him as a contortionist. He is amazing at making circus catches underneath specifically. And if you like QJ's yak ability, that is the one fault to Xavier Hutchinson's game is that he does not have the elite yak ability that a guy like QJ does, but his ability to separate underneath is it's laughably better than what you get from QJ underneath on intermediate routes. Um, I liken him a lot to a guy that I kind of not grew up watching, but was really deep into football when I was going through my early high school years in Victor Cruz. Um, I see a lot of Victor Cruz in him, um, his ability to separate his ability to just kind of out body and outbox players underneath. And if everyone's been sitting there, just kind of hyping up those JSN numbers, those cone drills, those short shuttle drills, you know, who was number two in those drills. Xavier Hutchinson, his elite separation ability does not get talked about enough. And yet, if you haven't watched any tape on him, any of the listeners or even both of you, I strongly suggest you do it. Um, he's just got some amazing tape that's out there, and I'm very excited to see where he lands. I think he's going to be realistically the steal of this draft going into the rookie season. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a couple of nuggets out there at Xavier Hutchinson, then I'll read the rest of this board, then we'll uh, we'll chat and wrap this one up. But Xavier Hutchinson, fun thing, he had more receptions than, than Quentin Johnston. He had more yards. He actually led the Big 12 in receiving yards and as many touchdowns. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, Max Dugan was better than the quarterback that, that, that he played with this year. That's my opinion. Uh, I'm entitled to it. So I really like Xavier Hutchinson. And I want to point this out. I was on the the Dynasty Fever podcast the other day. and No, excuse me. This was my Toilets of Titles stop by on the Toilets of Titles YouTube channel. And they asked me if I was in the top five, would I take 
a wide receiver there. And I said, if I had three or four, excuse me, four or five, 100%, I'm going to take JSN or I'm going to take uh, Jordan Addison. I happen to be a, a much bigger Addison guy the most because I want to walk away with a draft like, like Dallas's. Dallas walked away with Sean Tucker and Xavier Hutchinson. I would much rather walk away with Sean Tucker and Xavier Hutchinson than what we have here with uh, – and even Team Five, they have Zach Charbonnet and uh, uh, Zay, uh, Zay Flowers, the, the the double Z team, ZZ Top, if you will, as opposed to Team Four that went Jordan Addison at four, and then got Zach Evans on the way back. I would much rather have the combination of Charbonnet or Flowers, or Tucker and Hutchinson than I would Addison and Evans, and that's coming from an Addison guy. I will say one thing about this draft. Uh, we didn't get a lot of tight ends. We will talk about the tight ends since the algorithm, the ADP, didn't help us. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the the rest of the, the second round, and then I'll get uh, Austin's opinion on the rest of these guys, if he's got anything, and uh, then we'll go to Dallas, and then I'll recap the entire thing, and we'll recap the show. So after Dallas took Xavier Hutchinson, the computer took C.J. Stroud, Cedric Tillman, Tajay Spears, Rishi Rice, and Will Levis. And I will go ahead and throw the 3-1 in there. What the hell? Dalton Kincaid. So, Austin, you took Anthony Richardson. I took Miller. Then after that, it went Evans, Bryce Young, Zay Flowers, Xavier Hutchinson, C.J. Stroud, Cedric Tillman, Tajay Spears, Rishi Rice, and Will Levis. And what the hell, Dalton Dalton Kincaid. Is there a guy in there that, that you love? Is there a pick in there that you hate? What do you think about the uh, the 10 guys, eh, actually 11 guys that went after you? I wouldn't say there's any I hate. I mean, I don't think Will Levis belongs there, um, but you know, if you need him, do it. Also what agreed. I, yeah. What I am a little shocked um, about, I was looking at uh, DLF's March one quarterback rookie draft ADP, um, and Marvin Mims is wide receiver seven. He is not in the second round here. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So I hopped on over to the rookie big board, and I was looking at what they had to say. And, and that's our friend Matt Hicks, by the way. The rookie big board is Matt Hicks I'm over at DLF. Big, big fan. Big, big um, fan. Yeah, he he seems to love um, uh, Marvin Mims. Um, he's an explosive playmaker with consistent hands. Uh Ball tracking ability. He reacts well to underthrown balls and off-target passes. I mean, to me, that just sounds like a guy that isn't going to give up on plays. I, I want that on my team. Um, so I'm just very surprised that a guy like Mims wasn't in the second round. If this was a real draft and I'm actually on the clock, I'm happy because I can get Mims right here. Uh, I, I would be trading up. I would be like, because like you're at the 302, you'd be taking Marvin Mims and I'd be bugging you and be, be telling me to kiss your ass because you're not <laughs> trading because you, you're getting a steal. And before I throw it to Dallas to get some takes <clears throat> on some of these guys, again, I always like to attribute, give credit where credit is due. Again, I was listening to Billy Muzio and Matt Kelly, the podfather on, um, they were doing something very similar, but it was for a best ball tournament that they were in and they were willing to draft uh, Mims in their rookie draft. I think they took him in like the 17th, 18th round. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, and, and that says something, right? I mean, this was a live, this was not a mock. This was a real FFPC draft. 
you know, I think it was like 35 bucks, 50 bucks, something like that. And, um, you know, real money, real rounds. So the 80, the ADP is more accurate. And like I said, these are two high stakes guys and, you know, they were willing to put their MIMS money where their mouth is. Try saying that three times fast, but, uh, uh, Dallas, anything on these guys? And then I'm going to read the board and then I want to get some, uh, some, some tight end conversation. We'll get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to kind of touch on the Mims situation a little bit. Um, there's always a, a wide receiver that is slightly undersized that kind of fits this mold that you start to get extreme value on. Um, typically it's a guy who's going to get drafted higher than people think. Um, last year it was Wandale Robinson, the tail end of the second round going into the beginning of the third round that you were getting at a value. Um, it, it just kind of happens every year. Mims is probably going to be that guy. Um, I was going to say just from what's left my 14th, 15th and 17th player out of the top 24 that I wrote down for this draft tonight are still available on the board. So Mims was one of those three. Um, I agree. He probably is going to go before this. Um, as for people that were picked up after me, um, Stroud and Levis, the same comments that I had for Richardson and Young apply there. Um, I think it's a little rich to have Tillman over Rice based off of what we saw in college. Um, I get that there's a slight height advantage, but if you like Tillman, you should love Rice. And Rice actually isn't a projection um, more so than what Tillman is. Uh, out of everyone that was drafted in the first two rounds, Ty J Spears going at the 210 is my pick for the steal of the draft. Um, he, he does pretty much everything that you could want from a running back. He's been getting nothing but hype since the, you know, the pre-draft process started early on before the, even the senior bowl. So I like that. And then I kind of already touched on Kincaid as well. Um, I would honestly kind of flip where you have Mayer and Kincaid in the 10 M premium, just because I think he's going to be drafted realistically um, as early as 15 to green Bay makes a lot of sense for a guy like Dalton Kincaid. So. Well, I, I, I like that quite a bit. Um, I, I want to give my take on Mims real quick. Because, uh, again, I have player profiler pulled up and I'm looking at their, their thing and, and they're doing comparables. And I looked at Marvin Mims and it says he's five foot nine, a hundred, I'm sorry, excuse me, five foot 11 and 183 pounds. And he ran a four, three, eight, 40. And he had a, an elite level burst score. It's 91st percentile at 131.9, whatever the hell that means. And it reminded me of a guy that I watched his entire career, like literally every game including last year with Dallas's uh, Cowboys, his namesake. And that's T.Y. Hilton. To me, he looks like a more bursty version of T.Y. Hilton. Similar guy, similar speed. And I think Marvin Mims is going to be a steal. But I'm going to read the entire draft. Um, I really don't have a lot. I, I think uh, Dallas and Team 6 got some steals at Zay Flowers and Hutchinson. I don't mind Till I don't mind Tillman so much. I agree. I'm a Will Levis guy. Me and Cody Carpentier are big Will Levis guys, but even uh even I think that's too high. So here's the full draft in order. If you want to see it for yourself, you can go to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone under live vids. You can pull this bad boy up and, and leave some comments. And and while you're there, subscribe to the the, the goddamn thing. Uh, anyway, round one, Bijan Robinson. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Zach Charbonnet, Sean Tucker, Michael Mayer, Kayshawn Boutte. Yeah, I'm going to say it like that all season, get used to it. Number nine, Kayshawn Boutte, uh, Josh Downs, 
Devon A-Chain, Jalen Hyatt. That wrapped out wrapped up the first round. Uh, round two, Tank Bigsby, Anthony Richardson, Kendra Miller, Zach Evans, Bryce Young, Zay Flowers, Xavier Hutchinson, C.J. Stroud, Cedric Tillman, Tajay Spears, Rishi Rice, Will Levis, and then the 25th pick was Mr. Dalton Kincaid. So I am going to boot the, the screen share. Again, if you want to see that, Dynasty Warzone on YouTube at about the 43-minute mark. You can see it and pause it and, and write it all down. Um, so I'm going to remove this. Look at all these handsome faces all back in here. The well-mustached uh, salad galore here. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start with you, uh, Dallas. So you like Dalton Kincaid. There's Michael Meyer. There's the uh, Koontz kid. Someone's going to call him Kuntz, and there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, you got Musgrave in there. Who's oh uh, Darnell Washington. So so give us a breakdown. We know you like Kincaid. Where, what, what are your top five? What are your top five at the, the tight end position? Yeah, so mine's a little bit different than some other people. Um, as everyone kind of knows that's been listening to me, at least, um, I have a specific process with my quarterbacks and tight ends. I'm not going to be doing projections. Yes, it's cool. I, that's the reason that I was kind of out on a guy like Jelani Woods last year. Um, athleticism is amazing, but if you cannot show me that you can use the athleticism in college, it means absolutely nothing to me that you're athletic on paper. Um, so some of the athletic freaks or supposedly were supposed to be <clears throat> Musgrave. Um, those guys don't interest me as much. Um, so as of right now, the top five that I have, uh, Kincaid is number one. Number two is Michael Mayer. Um, Washington was my three. Um, I'm starting to slowly move away from that, though. The blocking is there, and he's probably going to be drafted as number three. Um, but I really like Zach Koontz out of Old Dominion. Um, if you look at his tape, it's just really fun. Um, some more names to specifically watch. Uh, I technically have seven that are in my top two tiers. Um, Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State is a guy who is probably going a little bit under the radar for what he actually was able to do at South Dakota. Um, it's pretty much he was the passing offense kind of for them the last couple of years. Um, there is a Cincinnati tight end named Josh Wiley, who's getting quite a bit of hype from kind of the pre-draft process, but I actually like his running mate, um, that was in Cincinnati offense with him a little bit more. His name's Leonard Taylor. I think he actually profiles a little bit better as the move tight end from the Cincinnati. So he's in that second tier for me. And then the guy that I like the most right now is Luke Shoemaker out of Michigan, um, he, he does everything that you could want to, um, he's now I will preface this. He is the type of tight end that I fall for where he does absolutely everything to the level that you expect him to do based off of his size, his blocking, his athleticism and everything like that. It's the Charlie Kohler, the Cole Komet for you, Austin. Um, it's a guy that does what he's supposed to do at an adequate level. He's going to play 85 plus percentage of the tight end snaps realistically for a team. Does it turn into fantasy points for you? Absolutely no idea at this point, but he's a guy that I like a lot. So those would be my top seven right now, um, rounding out with Shoemaker. What about you, uh, Austin? I, I know you're a big Bears guy. Uh, so none of these guys will com compare to Cole Komet, joking, not even, but, but not even close, uh, Komet or die. But but how are you feeling about these tight ends? Is is there a guy that, because uh, you play tight end premium, I played two tight end premium. Is there a guy that you're like, you know, 
I really like and I have to have, or you just kind of wait until the NFL draft to let you to let them tell you what this tight end class really is. I think I'm more like that. Um, just because last year I completely missed. I took Charlie Kolar and like I forget what round, but he obviously didn't play at all. I'm pretty sure he was hurt, but but still. Um, so after that happened, I kind of, I don't want to say gave up, you know, but, but by not watching film. Um, but I, I just want to wait, see what happens in the draft. If they land in a good spot, then I'll consider it. Um, what about, let me ask you guys this. What about Sam Laporta from Iowa? I've heard some really good things about him on Twitter and I just want to know, you know, what you guys think about him. Uh, I'm going to let you go first, Austin, and then uh, Austin. Excuse me, uh, I'm looking at Austin and saying Dallas. Dallas, the two cities in Texas. Who knew? Um, g- give us some thoughts on uh, Laporta. Yeah, so Laporta, I that ended up testing, uh, you know, poppy than he probably should have at the Combine. Um, he's a guy where when you watch his film, he doesn't really – pop off the film uh the again i am giving away jesse's gonna be pissed i'm giving away this whole word association game with some of these prospects right now but uh i put in quotations how as in how does this keep happening is what i put next to sam laporta because he's not like technically gifted he's not pancaking guys on blocks but he's just like somehow just finding a way to slip out get two yards of separation catch the ball for eight yards and then go down. And it's just a guy who is going to be a zone eater at the next level. But for me, athletically, nothing like super wild. Uh, I liken him absolute ceiling. What you would get with Sam Laporta is like a Tyler Higby type of prospect where if he's in the right scheme, he does everything very, very well. Um, It's just, I don't know how the hell he's doing it. I, I just really don't. So I'm not super in on Laporta right now, but he's a guy classically in Iowa that's probably going to get drafted. They like him. They know how to block that type of thing, but he is not a Kittle-esque pancake blocker. He's not that violent. Um, for He's also slightly undersized. He's only like six, I think he's like six three, like 240-ish range, something like that. Um, so he's kind of on the smaller side, more of like an Irv Smith body type than uh, a bigger tight end but he doesn't have even remotely the athleticism that Irv had prior to the injuries all right well I hadn't done a whole lot of research on on Mr. Laporta and so of course I'm, I'm using player profiler again final shout out to them because I love I love the the functionality of what they do his best comparable is Dalton Keene and that gives me um gives me the bad juju because I I was a Dalton Keene guy a little bit a couple of years ago, and uh, never materialized. That could have been as much the Patriots as it was Keen. But, yeah, you're right, 6'3", 245, but an excellent athlete, 90th percentile speed score, um, you know, very bursty. He's in the 76th percentile for burst score uh, and a good catch radius. So he is 6'3", not as tall, but, you know, he he does check some boxes but Laporta is the kind of guy, and I joked earlier. Is it Zach Koontz? Is that is that how you, so? I, I'm gonna probably gonna you know, I guess YouTube can ban me. I guess I don't know. Like I'm gonna call him Cunts because it's funnier. Um, but but he's those are the kind of guys Laporta and Koontz. Those are the kind of guys that I'm gonna walk away from my rookie drafts tied in premium with more so than the big guys. Now I will preface this by saying I do play in one league. It's tied in premium. We start two. And it's 1.75 points per per reception. 
And in that league at the 204, I currently have a 204 in that league. It's going to be hard for me not to, to draft one of these guys based on landing position. I don't have a lot of needs in that draft, but it's just like, you think super flex is, you know, a, a currency position when you talk about quarterbacks, Mr. With the scarcity of talent at the tight end position and it must start to tight end premium, it gets weird quick. So that's my thought on tight end premium, but I really hope you guys enjoyed more talk about the non-quarterbacks. We all like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and some of us like Will Levis, like me. I, I like Will Levis quite a bit. And, of course, Anthony Richardson, my son, sends me about seven texts a day saying, Dad, the Colts are going to draft Ant Richardson. And you know what? I'm quietly at peace with it. But we're going to take this one in. We're right on time because the guys of the war game should be coming up next but uh, i'm going to start with austin austin first of all thank you so much for being a patron and supporting us over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone if you're interested uh you can find austin on twitter at ffa schaefer that is s-c-h-a-f-f-e-r i know there are other ways to spell it but this is clearly the right way to spell it austin man um thank you for jumping on anything you want these people to know before we uh we get you out of here just go Look up uh, patreon.com slash dynasty warzone and join the best um, the best chat ever because, like I said before we started recording, it's the best. Not even close. And, and I, I love this. I, I love the fact that Austin is – this is who I want in our group. Austin is the poster person, as well as everybody else, to be very fair, of what I want in our group. I want people who are passionate about dynasty. They're smart football fans and they, they just love to mix it up with a positive attitude. Dallas, man, I'm glad we got on. We haven't had a chance to mix it up. Uh, you were super busy with uh, what I like to call real life last week and didn't get behind the microphone, and you and I were just chatting this morning, and I said, hey, man, uh, did, did you drop a show? Because I didn't see it in the, in, the, in the queue for me to edit and get loaded. You're like, no, I'm going to try to jump on one today, and I'm like, dude, jump on a, a mock with us tonight. And uh, talk some ball, man. And, and uh, you did a hell of a job. Thank you so much for jumping on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, good to be here. Uh, like he had kind of alluded to, uh, Senor Memphis, I will be back in the saddle here hopefully this week. Work has just been uh, nuts with uh, the inevitability of me traveling for work quite a bit. When there's uh, shitty weather up north, I can't do much. And then I play catch up for a couple weeks, which is uh, basically what I've been doing the last two weeks. But yeah, the next episode of the Rookie Rundown, which drops typically on Mondays, as all of you know, if you're listening, uh, will be my red light, green light episode um, when it comes to prospect fits and prospect um, filling of holes post free agency of NFL teams. So look forward to it. You, you can't beat the good filling of a hole. Well, I think on that note, I'm going to get us out of here. Um, really excited to to jump on with these two guys and mock draft. So a lot going on with the uh, the show this week. So this was the Rookie Rundown. I appreciate Dallas letting me hijack the hosting duties on his podcast. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to be back on Monday night. I am going to be with Dan Williamson of the GOAT District. Uh, Dan is one of the elite, and when I say elite, I mean Google elite. If you don't know what elite means, elite best ball, high stakes players in the world. Dan's going to be on with me, and I'm going to be asking Dan rookie questions about the FFPC, about when, when Dan buys in for $1,500, I want to know where the rookies are going. When Dan buys in for $250, I want to know where the rookies are going. What are the super sharps? Maybe they don't have a Twitter account, and maybe they don't care. 
but they're willing to put up 1500 bucks for a seasonal league. They probably know a few things about a few things, and I want to know what Dan knows. Uh, I'm going to be doing a show on Wednesday for a late-in-the-week release with Jerry. And then, of course, the guys from the Dynasty War Games will be coming up here in not too but a few minutes, and they'll be dropping on their normal Thursday time slot. If you want to catch those guys, you can go to YouTube. You can catch the War Games guys early. And uh, I'm going to get these guys out of here. So on behalf of Austin, on behalf of Dallas, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Subscribe, guys. You're going to miss a lot if you don't. Thank you so much. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.